Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. My name is Inez Bai. I am your host as well as a health and mindset coach. Today, I have a recording from an Instagram live that I did this morning on my page, and it is about the three things stopping you from having deep and genuine relationships. So have a listen. um, Let me know what you think. And if you're interested in joining Peaceful Relationships, we are literally starting tomorrow. It's not too late to join. Um, You can just simply send me a DM on Instagram and say interested and I will get you all set up. Enjoy. Good morning. Happy Monday to everyone. I'm super excited today. I've got my iced latte with oat milk because that has been my new obsession. For those of you that watch um, any of my stories, you'll know that I'm obsessed with oat milk. Um, I'm really excited today, this Monday, even though it's a very gloomy day here in Sydney, because it is the launch of Peaceful Relationships. We are starting the course this week, which is my Um, course all around how to have better relationships, improve the relationships that you're already in, um, calling in more of your soulmates, your soul family, the people that you can really, really vibe with, how to be more natural in your relationships and just be able to communicate your needs more effectively. Because I kept finding that a lot of my one-on-one clients were coming to me and were saying that they were lonely, that they wanted friends to be able to have these deeper conversations with, or they felt like they were surrounded by people or couldn't get, but couldn't get the support that they really wanted. Like they wanted to have more of these deeper, genuine conversations rather than just surface level conversations all the time. So I wanted to do this little live. We're just going to be like 20, 30 minute live, nothing too intense, all around what is stopping you from having deep and genuine relationships um, so that you can start to hopefully take away some tools for yourself and then implement them into your own life. And if it feels like something that you want to go deeper into, then you can also join the Peaceful Relationships course that is starting this week. And as you're coming on, I would love it if you said, hey, um, feel free to ask any questions, feel free to comment down below if anything's really resonating with you. Um, I obviously love to hear from you all the time and this live is for you as well. So if you need to give me um, any questions then you can absolutely do that, but let's get started. Hello to everyone. Um, Okay, so three things stopping you. The first one, and this is something that I preach constantly. If you've listened to my podcast, the Peaceful Body Podcast, if you have listened to any of my content or you've ever done any sort of coaching with me, your number one superpower is always going to be self-awareness. And when you don't know yourself, how can you expect to call in people that you allow to really see who you are as well? So if we think about why maybe we don't have good self-awareness or why we don't know ourselves well, it often comes from childhood, right? I was talking to all of these people last week doing like research calls on um, what what research calls for a new program that I'm running. And I was talking to a lot of women about why, oh, oh hi, Sarah, about why they felt like they were being blocked or what where they felt like the underlying root cause of the problems that they were facing were. And everyone said, you know, childhood or my parents or the way that I was brought up. And that's so true, right? From the ages of zero to seven, we are basically just a sponge and anything that anyone is telling us, we just absorb. We don't have any life experience to be like, oh, this isn't a belief that I want, or this is maybe not in alignment with my values because obviously we're still children and we're still growing and our brains are just designed in that way to just absorb all of these things. So depending on what, how the way that you were brought up as a child, like thinking about the way that you were taught to be yourself or you were taught to express your emotions or you were taught to ask for what you needed, all of those things are obviously going to have a huge impact on the way that you show up in your relationships today, the way that you prioritize yourself and the things that you know about yourself. So 
however you were brought up and that's a really good thing to just reflect on on yourself as well obviously is going to yeah as i said really impact the way that you were brought up and for me when i reflect not just on my childhood but then also when i was in high school and then early 20s and kind of like moving through life i had this deeply ingrained fear that was something that was completely um not in my awareness it was just the way that i ran through life so often as i say with beliefs it's like we don't actually know that this is a fear that's holding me back it's just a truth that i assume to be true so for some reason in the way that i was brought up or what i saw at school or what i saw in the people that were around me as i was growing up I developed this need to like protect myself all the time and I didn't want anyone to see the true me or I felt like I wasn't good enough, right? The core belief that a lot of us struggle with is this feeling of like, I'm not good enough, so therefore I can't show my true self. I can't show um, the real me and I need to project a version of me that's more acceptable in society. And I see this a lot with my clients around body image as well. They often say to me, oh, well, if I had a smaller body or if I was more thinner or if I had a better body, whatever, then at least that would give people a reason to want to be friends with me. Or at least then if my personality isn't good enough, then they'll like my body. And to what I have to say to that is if someone is only friends with you because of your body or because of the way that you look, then that's not really a good enough reason to be friends with someone. Or if someone doesn't want to be friends with you because of the way that your body looks or the way that you look, then that you don't want to be friends with that person anyway because there is so much more to you than just your body but getting back to this idea of like self-awareness is we feel like we can't show our true selves because we're worried that we're going to be rejected and at the end of the day rejection is a part of life so obviously i can't sit here and be like okay show your true self be more authentic get to know yourself and everyone's just going to flock to you and love you because that would be unrealistic however on the flip side we all experience heartbreak. We are human beings and it's a part of the cycle of life. We're always gonna go through having friendships, having relationships, having situations, and we might be rejected, but that's okay. And you can totally deal with that. And it's about changing your relationship to rejection. And instead of making it mean something about you, let it be a lesson for you to be like, okay, that thing wasn't meant for me. That person wasn't meant for me. This relationship wasn't meant to work out. And you can choose either, I've got runny nose because I've got constant hay fever. You can choose either to let that rejection mean something about you personally and not allow yourself to then be open to future connections. And this is something I hear all the time. Oh, because I was rejected this one time, now everyone's going to reject me. Or because, you know, I asked this person on a date, now I'm never going to get a date. I'm never going to find a partner. But that's not the case at all. Your past history doesn't does not have to determine your future at all. Um, but the more that you get to know yourself, the more that you know the value that you have to offer to this world, which means that you're not relying and outsourcing on other people to tell you, oh, yes, you're good enough. And it means that even if you do get rejected, you know that there are always more people out there. You know what you still have to offer, even if that person can't see that within you. Like you don't when, when you get to know yourself and you build up such a strong sense of self and a connection with yourself it's less about what someone else says about you and it's more about okay this is not a personal thing it's actually this person doesn't vibe with my message or my values or my core beliefs and therefore that person isn't going to be my genuine deep friend because otherwise you're going to have to always perform a version of yourself and this is where it gets really really exhausting we think that we can perform a version of ourselves we can be funny enough we can um, be cool enough and we can do all these things for that person and then we'll be friends with them and then somehow it'll unravel somehow it will unfold into a really deep genuine friendship 
But how can that possibly happen if that friendship or any sort of relationship is based on you projecting a version of your, yourself that you think that person will find more acceptable? Instead, it's about flipping the switch and knowing that, of course, if you are yourself, you cannot possibly please everyone around you. However, if you are truly yourself, then you become a magnet, which means that you're going to repel some people. You're going to repel the people that don't vibe with you. And it's about having the self-awareness and the emotional intelligence to be like, that's not personal, which is what I teach in um, peaceful relationships, actually knowing how to manage your emotions and not take these things so personal. And that abundance mindset as well of knowing that there are more people out there, that your people are truly out there, that just because you have struggled to make friends in the past or you don't have a relationship that you want in your life yet does not determine your future ability to call in those relationships. So um, now I lost my train of thought. Yeah, but making if you want to make sure that you're creating your relationships based on a foundation of self-awareness of who you truly are because if you can be yourself and yes that means you'll be a magnet which means you'll really repel some people in some situations which says nothing about you it just says that your vibes don't match and that's a part of life and that's really really normal and we need to get learn to accept that rather than to constantly clinging on to trying to get every single person's approval but when you become a magnet and you know yourself really well you repel some people but then you become a really really strong connection to some people whether it be a friend Friendship or even a colleague or even a um, like a romantic relationship when you really really know yourself then you become such much more of a magnet for the people that really really resonate with you and then it means that when you do meet with those people time is irrelevant because you don't need to have like a two like a six month or two years or whatever to get to know that person because if you know yourself really well that person can meet you where you're at then you're going to build a relationship whether it's romantic or platonic from that place of you both knowing each other and therefore being able able to be open and actually have those deep and genuine connections, which is what so many of my clients and people that I talk to are always craving, not just wanting to have these small talk conversations of like, what are you up to? But like actually having really fulfilling conversations or being able to have those like deep belly laughs. And when you want to have those sort of connections, you need to be able to trust yourself and trust that other person wholly and deeply, which means that they needs to come from a foundation of you both knowing each other and both being able to trust each other and being able to be open to one another. Um, and at the end of the day, get to know yourself. Like, what do you actually like? What makes you feel happy? What makes you feel inspired? What makes you feel excited? Um, it's getting to know yourself because the more that you can be in that vibe of who you truly are with my one-on-one -on -one clients, I call this getting to know your essence. When you feel really naturally yourself, when you feel like time just goes, when you feel like you just do things for hours without noticing what the time is and you just do it for fun without necessarily the end result, you just do it because you really want to do it. Whatever gives you that feeling right now, do more of that because that is you when you feel like your natural self and then really start to be aware of not just doing these things on autopilot and assuming, okay, this is what I should be doing and this is what I've always done, so therefore I need to continue doing it. Start to be really self-aware about what actions, what thoughts, what habits actually make you feel like you. And when you feel like you, it's not like you're standing there being like, I'm being myself or I'm being genuine. When you feel like you, it's a, the ability to be so present in the moment that you're not overthinking who you are or what you are. But uh, the practice is to actually get to know what that is so you can do more of that because the more that you're in that vibe, the more that you're going to be able to call in more people that really get with that and jam with that and be able to have those deep, genuine connections that we're all craving. Okay, so number two, and let me know, so we've got some comments. Um, 
Ash said, I love that. Such a powerful message. Yay. Thank you. Something so hard to learn, but so impactful when you truly believe it. Yeah. That this whole journey of like, um, understanding that when you are your true self, like it's accepting that you're not going to be for everyone. And that doesn't say anything about you. And for sure, sometimes rejection is still going to sting and you're going to be able to survive it. And if you are truly, truly yourself, you will be able to connect with like, you know, a smaller group of people that really, really get you rather than trying to have this surface level connection, people pleasing everyone around you, which is really exhausting because you're trying to be a version of yourself rather than being who you truly are. And when you are truly yourself and when you truly allow yourself to be authentic, it doesn't require as much energy. And then you're going to be thriving and then you're going to be able to be of more service to the world. You're going to be thinking more creatively. You'll figure out all of these things like it's just, yeah, self-awareness is always going to be your number one superpower. So it's beneficial for relationships, but it's obviously beneficial for like your career and your health and all of these things, because the more that you know yourself, the more that you can take actions that really align with who you are and seek out opportunities that really align with who you are. But again, that's something I'll be teaching more in depth in peaceful relationships in my course. Um, okay. So number two that I see is the biggest block that stops people from having deep and genuine, um, relationships is being actually able to receive the love and support. So comment below if you feel like it's kind of hard for you to take compliments or when people offer to do things for you, you instantly resist. I used to be such a culprit of this. Like when people used to like open the door for me, I used to find it almost offensive because I was like, well, do they think I'm incapable of doing it or do they think I'm not independent? Like, you know, I had this real kind of chip on my shoulder about being really independent and didn't want other people to think that I couldn't do it by myself. Again, this wasn't like a very self-aware pattern that I was doing. It was just the way that I had been brought up and I had a real big clinging to the identity of being independent. And I thought that could only look one way. And I thought it existed in so much more of a vacuum. Like I can only be independent. I can't be independent and also receive sport support, or I can't be super capable and do it all on my own and also want attention and support. Like I used to think things existed in a vacuum and it could only be either or, but the truth of the matter is that they all exist together. We as humans crave human, uh, crave connection. It's a survival mechanism that we need other like attention and support, you know, if we, if we don't need other people around us, then how are we going to keep continue the human race going? So therefore we have this inbuilt system within us. That's like find connection, find support, breed, make more humans that keeps us growing and keeps us surviving and thriving and all of those things. So it's actually a part of us, but again, it's conditioning from when we were grown up as children to be independent or like as Sarah's saying, and Bree's also saying, yes, growing up, growing up, doing everything for myself for sure. And when you feel like you've had to do everything for yourself all the time, it becomes a part of your identity. And when something becomes a part of your identity, your body clings onto it with everything that it has, because it feels like if it doesn't have that, then it doesn't know who it is, or it can't put you inside a category that makes it feel safe, you know? And that's really coming from a place of like ego and fear that always wants to kind of put you in a compartment and be like, yep, that's safe. Um, but the, like, as I was saying before, it doesn't have to be this either or it can be both human beings are hardwired for connection and to be in networks and to be part of a community and to want love and support. You can be the most independent person. You can be doing it all on your own. You can be super hardworking. You be, can be so capable, all of the things in your brain that you want to be. And you will still have a desire to want connection. It is still okay to need support and to want attention and to ask for all of those things as well. 
So it's really about developing a capacity within you to be able to receive that support. And again, this comes down to self-awareness, but notice where you currently are rejecting support and you're saying to yourself, oh, I really want better relationships or I would love to have deeper connections or more in-depth conversations and how you're having these thoughts, but then your actions in everyday life are not aligning with that. What signal are you sending to your body and the universe if you're saying, I want relationships, but then as soon as someone offers to buy you a coffee or offers to give you a lift home or gives you a compliment and you put up your walls and say, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, like, or you laugh it off, you know, laughing it off and using humor is a huge way to avoid things and not speak about how we truly feel or to avoid feeling like, oh, I feel awkward that I'm getting this compliment. And on the flip side as well, when you give someone a compliment and they try to push it away, it also feels awkward. Like it's just an awkward situation for everyone and it stops the ability for you to deepen the connection. The, you know, the other person feels like they've said the wrong thing or they've offended you or whatever. So have the awareness to allow yourself to actually receive support. And something that I teach within the peaceful relationships, it's how to actually be open to receiving that without necessarily having to do anything. But even something really quick that I teach my clients is like when someone gives you a compliment or when someone offers to give you a lift home and you feel like it's going to be this major trouble or whatever, if they have offered that, trust that person to make that offer or give you that compliment for a reason. Like that person has decided to do that for you. So trust it. And then physically or internally say to yourself, receive, 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 and just practice that and let it land. And it does feel a little bit awkward at first. I remember when I first started like actually receiving compliments, I was like, oh my God, I need to move. And I feel a bit weird. And like, there's so much silence. Do I need to fill the space? But just practice receiving because then you're opening up your capacity to receive more love and support and notice how your friendships and your relationships are now. And you can even think about reflecting on how your relationships were when you grew up, because Oftentimes, because we feel like we're people pleaser and because we feel like we need to get every single person's acceptance, otherwise we're worthless or there's something wrong with us because, again, self-awareness, because we feel like that, we sometimes feel like that if someone is too available to us or too nice to us, that it's not a worthy friendship or it's too easy or it's, it's, there wasn't enough struggle with it. We can get really caught up in this idea that I need to struggle in order to deserve love or in order to feel like I'm deserving of a compliment. But that's not actually true. Like if your friend said that to you, oh, I need to work really hard in order for you to give me love or I need to work really hard in order for you to give me attention, you'd be like, no, you don't. I will give you attention any day of the week. I will hype you up because I love you and I think you're great and there's so many valuable qualities that you have. So apply the same compassion to yourself as well and also allow yourself to receive that love and also know that there is no such thing as things being too easy. And this can really come down to... Um, being a bit addicted to like the thrill and the chase and feeling like things have to be really hard and feeling like you need to get everyone's attention. Otherwise you're broken or there's something wrong with you. And if not everyone likes you, then therefore, yeah, you're not a worthy human being, but that's not the case at all. Notice whether you have this pattern of being addicted to the thrill of being addicted to the struggle, because that can be, um, that can be true. That that's something that a lot of my clients and that I have struggled with as well. And then allowing yourself to actually receive and be open to love and friendship and relationships that are easy, that come to you and actually open your self-awareness and open your awareness to it. Because if we're always 
focusing so much on getting the person's attention that isn't giving us attention or we're focusing so much on trying to get that person's support that isn't giving us support, then guess what? We are ignoring all of the other people and all of the other support that is abundantly around us and it is there, but it's all a matter of perspective because remember that what we... We, what we see is what we believe. So if I believe I need to get this person's attention, then all of the other opportunities around me feel less. So it's about having that ability to be like, I'm open to other opportunities. And again, something that I teach much more in depth in um, peaceful relationships. But yeah, let me know if this um, is resonating with you as well. If you feel like it's difficult to actually receive that love and support. And a really quick tip that you can take away from today is the next time someone offers you, notice how you go really quickly almost into autopilot to be like, no, 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 or I, I can't take that or you laugh it off and then be self-aware and decide, okay, this is how I'm going to respond next time. That's more in alignment with receiving support because then also the more you receive, you're going to actually be able to grow a deeper connection. I actually had a, fr a chat with one of my friends the other day and I came to her and I was feeling really upset about something and I was just, I, I, you know, she's such a beautiful friend and she has always come to me and been really vulnerable and open with me and I've always been like there for her and I love giving my friends advice. As you can imagine, I'm someone that's very open to talking about deep emotional things because that's something that really gets me going and because she had done that to me a few times I then felt really safe to go to her and talk about something and be really vulnerable and have a little bit of a cry and she said to me afterwards like I'm so glad that you felt like you could do that to me because I feel like now we're closer I feel like now I know you better and we're better friends and you don't think that's going to happen when you go to someone to ask for support you feel like when you are led by fear that you're going to be a burden or you're going to push them away because you're going to be too much but actually it allows them to be there for you and that means you're more vulnerable they're more vulnerable and vulnerability is always going to create a stronger connection it's just about understanding the tools as to how to actually do that in a way that is coming from a place of self-awareness rather than just like dumping all of your things on a person um okay so the last one that we're going to talk about jenny says yes hi jenny so happy to have you here watching on the live um, the last one that we're going to be talking about. So the third thing stopping you from having deep and genuine relationships is expectations. This is something I speak about all the time when again, and this, everything boils down to self-awareness, which is why it's so important. But when we are not a really self-aware person, we assume that our perspective of the world is how everyone sees the world. So for example, um, what is something that you, that's a lot of people struggle with is like, well, I would do this for this person. So why aren't they doing it for me? And I understand that of course we want to have some kind of like reciprocal meet people meeting you where you're at, people matching your energy, which again is what I teach um, in peaceful relationships, how to make sure that you're actually being met in the middle, compromising rather than you always sacrificing, you always giving and that person not coming to you. And so then you don't feel appreciated. But um, there's a difference between compromise and meeting in the middle and having shared values and matching your energy and expectations because expectations are often assumptions that we make about that person based on our own lived experience. And so what happens generally, especially when we're a people pleaser and when we feel like we're only worthy if we get lots of attention from people, is that we kind of expect other people to be like that too. So what we'll do is think, well, I, I and, and what we'll do early on in relationships to get that person's attention and to get that person's support 
is we'll give a lot to that person and we'll think, okay, well, I'll organize all of our catch-ups and I'll text them to see how they are and I'll pay for lunch and I'll organize all of the things that we're going to do. And we give and we give and we give and we give and we start to get a bit of support from them or attention from them or whatever. And then we start to get a little bit burnt out because obviously if people aren't meeting us where we're at and the energy isn't equal, then we're obviously going to start to feel energy drained or overwhelmed or a little bit tired. And instead of communicating to that person, what we tend to do is just fall back and think, I've put in all of this effort. So I expect them, even though you might not say it so consciously, or you might not say it in this phrase, but what's essentially happening at a subconscious level is you said, well, I've put in all of this effort. So therefore I'm expecting them to return that back to me. And so then we fall back and we kind of let them, we we expect that that person's going to meet us where we're at. However, they normally don't. And then we start to feel really disappointed and then we hold a grudge against that person and then we give them the cold shoulder or we feel like they're not worthy of our time and we allow ourselves to get really angry. Of course, I understand that. However, what's happened is that early on in the relationship, and this is why we need to learn how to show up authentically and not show up from a place of like neediness and wanting people's attention and people pleasing, because when we do that, we give too much and we lay down a foundation and an expectation that you are always going to be the person to do those things. Instead, what we want to do, and then when you do that and then you stop doing that because you want that person to give you, um, you know, to be equal in the energy exchange. How are they going to know that? Like they're not mind readers. And I know that you're not expecting them to be mind readers, but they are viewing the world in the way that you've presented it to them from their own personal beliefs, from their own childhood, from their own, um, you know, worldview. They're viewing it from their worldview and all they have been getting from you is, wow, this person's organized so many things and she wants to be on top of things and maybe that's what she likes. So therefore I'm going to let her do that. Why would they suddenly think any differently? And it's so much harder to change the container of the relationship once it's been going on for a certain time. It's not impossible for sure. Absolutely not. You can bring it up with that friend and be like, hey, I noticed that I have been organizing a lot of things and I may have just, you know, been taking a lot of control over the relationship. But actually now I'd love it if you could also organize some things and if we could share the load of the relationship. However, A lot of us don't want to have those conversations because we find it too confrontational or we don't want to offend the other person or we're scared of rejection. So you absolutely can have that conversation and it's important that you recognize within yourself. And again, this is emotional intelligence of, okay, I have laid out an expectation. Have I actually communicated it? Being really honest with yourself, which requires a lot of radical responsibility and being like, no, I probably haven't been, um, no, I probably haven't actually communicated this expectation really, really clearly. Therefore, that the only reason why I'm disappointed is because I've laid out an expectation that was uncommunicated or not communicated properly. Therefore, can I actually be angry at this person? No. What's underneath this anger or what's underneath this like passag feeling or this resistance that I'm having towards them? Learning how to communicate it to them and expressing your needs to them. That conversation and that process is pretty hectic. Like that's a lot of lot to deal with. Instead, what we want to do, and of course you can do that in your relationships now, it's learning how to communicate your needs and having the language around how to actually have those conversations. And we, we think it's really confrontational, but it doesn't have to be. And there are ways and tools and techniques that we can have these conversations without it feeling really overwhelming and feeling really like scary. And that's again, what I teach in my course, but Um, what we want to do instead is set up the relationship in a way so that 
from the get-go, it's going to be more even so that that person is meeting you where you're at and actually giving space for that person to make the effort, for that person to also meet you in the middle instead of just going give, 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 give the whole time. It's like give a little bit and then learning to be patient and then learning and adopting this abundance mindset of like there's always more opportunities, there's always more friends, uh, there's always more situations. Okay. Um, Bree says, I can't understand how you can be so kind to the people around you and people can just hate you for no reason. Yeah. Well, that's <sighs> obviously that's happened to all of us. We've all been in situations where we have tried to be kind to someone or we've tried our best to be, uh, like yeah, kind to people and they have not responded in a way that has made us feel good or they've responded meanly. And again, this is an opportunity whenever you're in that situation. And I often say this in my client sessions, it's an opportunity wrapped in sandpaper. So it's not like a fun opportunity where you're like, woo, this is amazing. But what are you allowing those people who dislike you say about you? Why are you allowing those people to hold power over you? So reminding yourself that if you have done everything that feels authentic within yourself, you know that you've been kind, you know that you've done your best, but people still respond with dislike or hate or just rudeness. Stop trying to get their attention and move on and put your attention to other places. Don't allow yourself to leak energy and trying to get those people's approval of you because you may never get it and that's fine. And, and stop making it a personal thing about you or about them. You obviously don't vibe together. Your vibes are just repelling each other and that's okay. When we get so focused, and this is what I was talking about, not being able to receive the love and support, when you get so focused on trying to get those people's approval or make them happy or make them see a different perspective, then you're not opening your eyes to all of the other love and support that is around there. Um, wow, that's so many acronyms that has happened so many times. Okay, does anyone have any other questions before I finish up? Um, so peaceful relationships is starting this week. We're going to start, have our first live lesson tomorrow. So you can still join today. There is a beautiful group of women in the course already. So even just by putting yourself in this course, you're exposing yourself to having more connections, better conversations. Um, it's going to be a three week course there's live trainings, there's homework activities, journal prompts that can ask as many questions as you want inside the Facebook group. So heaps of support and accountability and everything that you would need to feel really secure in your relationships to make sure that you have that self-awareness, um, to make sure you can communicate your needs, to make sure that people are meeting you where you're at. If you're interested in that course, send me a DM to say interested or just say peaceful relationships and I can give you all the details. Um, and yeah. All right. Thank you everyone for